Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. Just Alex and I for today's episode, no Peter. Um, and I think Peter would have reacted the same way that we will now. Um, I don't know his exact reactions because he's not on the podcast. And I don't want to speak for what he has to say on the club uh, on, on Chelsea. But it's um, it's kind of annoying because this happens on our episode number 50, which is a big milestone for us here. Uh, we've done 50 episodes now, and of course, it's a Chelsea loss. And it's not just a Chelsea loss. It's a poor Chelsea loss to not the best club. Um, so that's the deal right now. Uh, and and it's not it's not good. We're not happy. 5-2 loss to West Brom. Um, and I guess I'll go straight to Alex for his thoughts on the match. You know, it's been, whatever now, two days since the match, and I still can't even bear words onto how terrible, how terrible that game was. It was awful. It was hard to watch. I was trying to hide my face from the screen. I just couldn't couldn't take it anymore. To be fair to West Brom, well played. They played a very good game, um, and their players definitely played their hardest, and it was probably the best they've played all season doesn't take away from the fact that we were absolutely shocking. Don't care about, I see Chelsea fans making excuses about the referee. Maybe the second yellow card was a little bit harsh. Maybe it wasn't. But it it, it seems, it, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. We could have had two red cards, three red cards, right? And we probably still should be doing better. It, it felt like we had only seven men on the pitch, not, you know, ten men uh, most of the time. And it just wasn't good at all. Uh, you know, obviously, Thiago Silva, it's just disappointing that he made those poor decisions. Um, you know, even whether or not that second yellow was a second yellow or not, um, it doesn't really matter, right? It's it's the fact that he even put himself in the risk to be in that situation. That's the problem for me. He's an experienced player. He should know better. Uh, you know, he definitely tweeted on Twitter that, you know, his apologies or whatever for the uh, incident there definitely hurt the team quite a bit obviously right after our first goal um, where it looked like we were able we were going to be able to cruise to victory um, after that Christian Pulisic goal off the Marcus Alonso free kick rebound there um, but yeah just 
so many things wrong. Defensively, we were poor. Uh, you know, Christensen would obviously come on for Tiago Silva or, you know, in his replacement, they'd take Ziyech off. Um, and then that that's kind of where I saw the first mistake in the entire game. I feel like at that point, you go four in the back. Um, it's West Brom, right? Obviously, West Brom turned out to be a much better side than we anticipated. You go four in the back. You go Rudiger, Aspi, uh, James, and Alonzo as your back four. And then you take, uh, so that way you don't have to sacrifice anyone. And maybe you play like a 4-3-3-4-2-3-1, kind of like we did mostly under Lampard. So that was the first mistake from Tuchel. Um, And I thought in general, he made a whole bunch of mistakes in this game. I think at halftime, bringing on Mason Mount for Christian Pulisic instead of Olivier Giroud for Christian Pulisic. I think that was another mistake. I think Olivier Giroud would have been a perfect fit for this game. We needed a clinical finisher. We needed someone to get us goals to get back in this game. And I thought Tuchel made the wrong choice by not bringing him in. Um, and, you know, so so there's definitely fault on him, right, on Tuchel. This wasn't a tactical masterclass from him whatsoever. But then again, you have to look at some of the blame on the players, right? I mean, there were so many shocking performances. Pretty much everyone except for Mateo Kovacic had a pretty much a shocker. Mateo Kovacic played okay. Um, he made a couple mistakes, but he also carried the team quite a bit throughout the game. I mean, there was just disappointment. Mason Mason Mount, when he came on, was pretty good. Um, but defensively, we're shocking. Reese James, Jorginho, two very poor performances from them. Reese James, obviously, his mistake leading to the goal. Jorginho leading to the red card, his mistake. And overall, him just not having a great day at all. Um, up front, we weren't clinical enough. And, and it, it really just exposes the problems. I'm not sure if you can hear in the background, but there's, like, landscaping going on. I don't know what's going on here. Um, but... It's, it was a crazy performance. I was just so disappointed. And it definitely shows that there were some holes. Our lack of goals, our lack of being able to create chances and score goals is really coming to... It's a problem when you can't keep a clean sheet. When you concede a goal or two, you really have to go out there and expose yourself. And when we exposed ourselves, well, we exposed ourselves like crazy. And obviously, that's how they were able to score five goals on us. Um, I mean, not just that, just so many individual errors, terrible performance, but we have to snap back quickly. We have a huge game on Wednesday. It need, we need to turn it around a full 360 or full 180 because 360 would be going right back to the same direction. It's not what we want. We'll do a 180 um, and we need to get back to our previous form. And hopefully Thomas Tuchel, he goes back, he looks, he goes back to the drawing board and figures out what we need to do because Porto are a much better side than West Brom. Um, so hopefully... Uh, we can improve very quickly, and that's an urgent uh, matter, and we cannot fall behind in this first leg. I just realized I did not put the sound clips in the beginning. There's no need to. There was no need to. We all said 2-0. I know we we did, so there's no point. That's one. Two, you have to acknowledge the good play by West Brom. Although they were up a player, they did play pretty well. You have Pereira getting their two goals. You have Robinson getting their two goals. Um, and then you have Chelsea um, the, the Chelsea fans, um, you know, I I don't even know how to speak on that. It's just, it's disgraceful um, that, like, the Chelsea fans take it out on the players individually um, and were mocked by other clubs because of how Chelsea fans react. Um, if you're not aware of what I'm speaking of, again, Time and time again, we see that Chelsea fans make racial comments towards players on the club or on other clubs, and we saw it with this match. 
And and there was a tweet put out by Chelsea making a statement that the fans did not do what they Alex uh one yeah there's one second I'll go to you Alex in a second um there there's a statement made by the Chelsea Football Club that um you know this is awful behavior I'll speak on it more but Alex go ahead do something to say I think one thing I'd change from what you'd say is I don't think those people are Chelsea fans if you do that to certain players you're not even a fan you should just stop watching and take a serious look at yourself. Um, it's, you know, no matter how badly we lose, we can't just, you can't just turn that anger into racism. It's disgusting. Um, and I, I, I'm ashamed that there's so-called Chelsea fans, um, because they're not real fans who would do that. Yeah. And I'm glad you spoke on it too, because we definitely should, um, both speak on the topic. It's just, it's just sad. It's, it really is. Uh, it's, it's, it's all the emotions, right? It's upsetting. It's angry, right? We, we hate those, those quote unquote fans like you said those fake fans and it's just it's what's sad to me is that now it's it's um we're mocked by many other clubs because we're you know this is now multiple times a handful of times where Chelsea fans have gone ahead or or not Chelsea fans have gone ahead and you know have made racist comments towards players um you know on the club or you know, we had the incident with Reese James. We had the incident um, with with other players against other teams that have played well against Chelsea. And it's just sad because, you know, other teams, they, you know, they make fun of our club because they say that, oh, like, you know, all of your racist fans and stuff like that. It's just, it's just upsetting because it makes the whole, it makes the whole club look bad. It makes all the club's fans look bad, all the diehard fans, and it makes the club itself look bad. For Chelsea to have to actually like, you know, go on their Twitter accounts and post a statement on their website to have to apologize and, and you know, about, about how their, you know, fans treat people. It's disgusting. So I, you know, I don't want this whole podcast to be around that, but we definitely needed to address it. Um, it it's, it's disgraceful. It really is. And it needs to stop. Um, and this is why, you know, the Premier League has taken this initiative all season, um, you know, and, and it's just not enough, obviously, right? That's one step towards it, being able to kneel, take a kneel before the opening um, of, of each football match. That's just, the, that's just the beginning, right? That's the spread light on the, you know, on the issue. And that's just one step towards it. So please, if you can, make a difference. Um, and this cannot really happen again. This can't happen again. Um, but yeah, I West Brom 5-2, I really want to move on because this is, you know, an awful topic to speak on, um, and we don't really want to fully um, go towards it. But just so everyone knows, it's awful. <laughs> there, there's nothing more I really want to say. So we'll go on to some brighter news because I think that's really what we need right now. Um, and that was a Chelsea woman. Um, in their own league, the Super League, they were able to beat the Birmingham woman 6-0. Um, Sam Kerr had a hat-trick, Fran Kirby had two goals, and Rayton had a goal as well herself. So very good performance by the Chelsea woman. They are dominating, um, and they really need to teach the Chelsea men how to get back in the Premier League right now. If there's anyone that we need, it's a Chelsea woman. I, I saw, I think they played at the same time or something. Um, but I kept on seeing comments on the Chelsea FC women's uh, like Twitter saying like you need to like talk to the Chelsea men or something or like get them on the right page because it's so true they're thriving right now um, in the Champions League and in their own uh, Super League 
And it's obviously not happening on the other end of things. So great job of the Chelsea woman. Keep it up. And then you have the Chelsea Academy. They will be playing um, tomorrow. Or I don't know if we'll have this up. They're playing Tuesday, April 6th. So I don't know if this episode will be out by then. We're recording this on Monday the 5th. So that's why I want to give a date uh, and time. Like I said, it is episode 50. So stay tuned to the end of the episode. We have a little montage of... um, you know, our guests that we've had on the program. I think there's another clip in there too from the podcast. So, you know, stay tuned for that. That was really cool. Um, but for now, Alex, I think anything else to speak on about anything before we go to the FC Porto um, preview? Not really. Um, I, I'm just trying to move on to the next game, to be honest, um, which will be what on Wednesday now, three o'clock Eastern time. I'm stealing Josh's job. I'm sorry. I didn't, I wanted to transition nicely. Um, and it'll be 8 p.m. UK time for everyone in the UK. Uh, and I guess we'll get right into it lineup-wise. Um, in goal, I think Mendy, he just conceded five goals. But, I mean, what are we going to do? We're not going back to Kepa. He would have conceded 17. Um, so I think we'll go him. I think we will switch to a four in the back. I think Tuchel's going to change it up a little bit. I think it's going to be uh, Rudiger and – I'm going to say Rudiger and Christensen. Um, in the center of defense, uh, them two together. Obviously, Thiago Silva is not banned um, in the Champions League, so he could play as well. But I think he'll need a little bit of a a little bit of a break there. So I think they're going to go Rudiger and Christensen uh, in the center of defense, and I'll do my fullbacks also. Um, and I'm going to have Aspi at right back, um, and at left back, I think I'm going to go Ben Chilwell. Uh, I think Reese James gets dropped to the bench. That we need to be solid defensively. Aspi offers that. Um, and Reese James, obviously, with his mistake, maybe he gets a little break um, against, you know, a Porto side that's pretty good going forward. Alex, you do not steal everything from me because I do have the one fact that I have to share about this match. FC Porto has lost five of their eight UEFA Champions League games against Chelsea, um, only losing more against Real Madrid in the competition. So there you go. Let's hope Chelsea can can keep that up. Edward Mendy and net for me as well, Alex. Uh, Asby. Uh, I, I have Silva starting again. Um, I think he makes a start. I have Kurt Zuma, and then I have Reese James um, at, at the right wing back. Um, so, I don't know. It, it's tough. It's like it's it's so hard, but I'm actually going to go with a, a 3-4-2-1. That's what I think I'll go with. Um, so, I guess I'll just go to the midfield um, with that, because I said Reese James at right wing back. So, Reese James at right wing back, Marcus Alonso at left wing back, Jorginho uh, and Mateo Kovacic starting at my two holding midfield positions. So for me, this is difficult. I don't know what to do with the four-two-three-one. You have to have Kovacic starting in there. Conte, I'm not sure if he's going to be available. It doesn't look like it. So I think you're going to have to see Jorginho in there next to him. I don't think you really have a choice there. Um, so for that, I'm going to put him at that second holding spot. And then for my... Uh, I guess I'll do my two wingers or two outside midfielders and then I'll do Cam and Stryker with Josh when he does his front three. Um for my two outside people, I'm gonna have um I'm gonna have Timo Werner on the left. I'm gonna have uh Christian Polistic actually got injured at halftime by the way. We forgot to mention that as well. He had a hamstring kind of niggle or something. Uh so we're not really sure what's happening with him, but he presumably will not be playing. So I'm gonna say uh it'll be Timo Werner on the left and Hakeem Ziek on the right hand side. I don't have Christian Pulisic starting either. Um, I do have both Germans starting in the front uh, two, front three. Sorry, um, 
I'm going to have Kai Havertz starting at like the left side of it, Mason Mount starting at the right side. And as much as it pains me, the pace of Timo Werner does not compare to Olivier Giroud. So I'm starting at striker. If Giroud could come on by the 60th minute or earlier, I would love that. <laughs> but um, I just think Thomas Tuchel just isn't starting Olivier Giroud. It's just not happening. Um, so yeah, Timo Werner starting at striker. So for my cam, I'm going to have Mason Mount. Up top, I'm going to have Olivier Giroud. Um, and I think, you know, the odd man out here will be the extra center back. Um, and I think that's what Tuchel's going to go with. My score prediction, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be 1-1. I don't think we get a decisive victory. I think they're a good team. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be difficult. And obviously, we're not on good form as of right now. So I think I, I'd take a 1-1 draw. Hopefully, we get a nice result on the weekend against Crystal Palace and hopefully bring it into that second leg at Porto. Uh, against Porto because obviously it's going to be at a neutral site so not really uh, at Porto and uh, hopefully we can seal it up in the second leg 2-1 Porto win um I'm gonna have FC Porto winning this game we're not on good form I think it translates into a Champions League game when you're losing to a team like West Brom in the Premier League obviously two different types of things but I don't know I, I mean I I that's why I mentioned it last episode because I said if we lose this game, you know, we're, we might, you know, it might not happen. It probably won't happen. But if we lose this game, I think it'll really, really translate to the match on Wednesday because it affects all of our players. Um, and as much as, you know, they're professional and this is what they should, you know, know how to deal with all the time, I think it still affects them mentally um, and physically, obviously. So, yeah, 2 uh, 2 1 win for FC Porto. Whoever listening to this episode, Go subscribe, drop a five-star rating and review an Apple podcast. We saw a few new ones on there, so we actually really do appreciate it. Um, so, so keep on blowing it up. We're getting um, you know, bigger and bigger as the time goes on, and we really appreciate all your support um, with Talking Blues. 50 episodes down um, and as many more as we want to do uh, you know, to continue. Keep listening. Keep supporting us. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Um, and I guess, you know what, I usually never throw it to you, Alex, but is there anything you want to say as well before we wrap this one up? Episode number 50, your your remarks. My remarks, interesting. I wasn't prepared for this, but I will make a remark or remarks. You know, like Josh said, it's been a lot of fun doing this. Um, and, you know, we're going to continue it, obviously, in the future. And hopefully the episodes just keep getting better and better and the results for Chelsea keep getting better as well. And we appreciate the support. Pretty much the same thing as Josh said. Um, so I'm repeating him, but go check out, um, or wait around here as we now have the montage happening right now. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next time and enjoy the montage. Welcome to the first ever episode of talking blues. This is an American Chelsea FC podcast. We'll discuss Chelsea news along with game previews and recaps. I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Peter and Josh. How are you guys doing today? We are back now with a very special guest, Roger Gonzalez. He is a writer for CBS sports and is on Twitter at CBS. How's it going today? Doing great, guys. Thank you for having me. We are back now with a very special guest, Tony Evans. He is a columnist for The Independent and a former football editor of The Times. You can go follow him on Twitter at TonyEvans92A. Tony, how's it going today? Oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, it's international week, so it's relatively quiet. But after the madness of the transfer window closing on Monday, you know, it's uh, it's quite good that it's quite quiet. It's been an amazing week, you know, in the Premier League because, you know, Sunday was perhaps the maddest day we've seen for a long time with Manchester United and Liverpool's results. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun time. Hopefully, 
you know, it's a fun time against the backdrop of, you know, we, we all know what's happening in the world with the virus. And going to football matches at the moment is a bit strange with no crowds in. And hopefully we'll move to a you know, more like it used to be pretty soon. So but other than that, I can't complain. All right, we are back now with a very special guest. He is from The Athletic uh, UK writer, uh, and he's covering Chelsea FC in the Premier League. It's Simon Johnson. Simon, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, Josh. How are you? We are back now with a very special guest, Dan Thomas. He's the host of ESPN FC, which airs seven days a week on ESPN+. And make sure to go follow him on Twitter at DanThomasESPN. Dan, how's it going today? Very well, boys. How are you? Thank you very much for having me on. Very special guest now joins us. He's a writer for Absolute Chelsea and City Extra, and whatever you, whatever else you you know you know you want to put in. I know you write for a few other sources as well, so you can let us know. Um, Liam, Liam, how's it going today? You sent me a message earlier this morning, uh, sending your condolences to 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 me as you know a Chelsea fan. And now since Frank is gone, you actually also sent me a message a few days ago when we set this up saying. Hope Lampard isn't shown the door before Tuesday, um, which is when we were supposed to record this. But now we're here on Monday, and um, it seems to be all over. So, you know, your initial reaction to the news and uh, how are you doing today? We are back now and joined by a very special guest, The Grand Dam. You can subscribe to him on YouTube and obviously follow him on Twitter by the same name, The Grand Dam. Dam, very exciting right now. We're, you know, we're making it onto the quarterfinals in the Champions League, and we have Sheffield United match this weekend, which is not as big as obviously getting Porto in the draw and then facing either Liverpool or Real Madrid if we're able to make it to the semis. Just right now, how how high are you on the scale from low to high on like exciting Chelsea stuff right, right now? Hey, listen, listen. Big up for having me on your podcast, you understand. Man is exceptionally excited to be here, you understand. And speaking about my football club, Chelsea FC, things are banging, bro. You understand? Things are banging. Things are amazing right now. The Chelsea fans, all smiles, all 32, all 32 teeth showing. You know where I'm coming from? No sadness, no despair, no nothing. So I'm exceptionally excited. You know where I'm coming from? We've got Sheffield United, FA Cup settings. I know that we need to go and try and win that trophy. You've now got Porto in the Champions League. A very nice draw. Like I said, Chelsea have been blessed for the first time in years. So why wouldn't you be excited? Tell me why. You need to be. 100%. All right. Here we go. We are back and Crego is joining us. We are very excited to welcome him onto the program or the podcast, whatever you want to call it. Go subscribe to him on YouTube at Crego28Football and then obviously on Twitter as well. Follow him um, at the Crego 28 And then obviously, I think your biggest presence is on tiktok which is uh pretty cool Hundred eighty thousand yeah. yeah. followers there yeah i'm just i'm just underneath it now i've oh, really? I, I posted a bad video <laughs> and all of a sudden i'm just underneath yeah oh so it's really annoying about oh, the change come it on the toxic <laughs> i mean that's i know it's that, that's i guess that's what you're risking it you go on tiktok you're gonna find the people who are mostly toxic wow so i'm looking at it right now 179 points we'll get everyone who's listening if you have a TikTok, please yeah. at Craigo twenty eight, get him back up there to one hundred eighty thousand followers on TikTok, and that would be great. Uh, Craigo, I'll ask you right now: How are you doing? Um, I guess since you're in the UK this afternoon. Yeah, I, I'm all right. I'm all good here in London. Yeah, all fine. Um, it's hot for once, so it's quite nice weather actually for. Uh, once in our lives it's been nuts i'm in shorts which is brilliant we are back now with a very very special guest former footballer and now you can catch him on espn fc shaka hislop how are you going how are you doing today 
I'm I'm doing very well, Josh. How are you? Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.